Recorded live. Hello? Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I um sorry I'm a couple minutes late. I was having a hard time getting off. I always have this call with my pro bono client client before this call. Um <laughs> in in typical sort of therapeutic fashion. She spends the whole time talking about blah, blah, and then the last three minutes, literally, she says, I was raped twice. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's like, you know, the last minute that the big bomb gets dropped, you know, when you yes. there's no more time, you know, and it was hard to get off, but I got off. So I was only two minutes, three yeah. minutes, or whatever. For me. No, no problem. No problem at all. I was just wanting to make sure. Yeah, that is, that's what we call in, in psychology the door knobbing. Then, you know, they're like grabbing the knob to leave, and they say, "By the way, you know, yeah. I'm getting a divorce." So, by the way, I got raped last week. Or, by the way, you know, you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it's a very common phenomenon. It's not not a comfortable one though, because then you're like left like, how do you handle you know something that just exploded? Right. So, yeah. But oh, so she didn't want, wasn't prepared to get into it because if she she were she would have mentioned it at the beginning. So um, well, anyway. it's actually what happens, Deb. Uh, the, the whole the the idea of that taking place is because the person is ambivalent, is really wanting help. So I'm, if you haven't started, please start tapping. But uh, it's just that they really do want help, but they feel so reluctant and resistant to opening up to the issue. You know that it, it doesn't come up in the fore, you know, in the front of yeah. the session. It comes out as they're leaving. Like, oh, by the way, this happened, and I know that I need to tell you about it, but I'm not ready to talk about it. So that's basically right. the message. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It's like it's yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it's weird. So yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so imagine that you're a little frustrated with that, or no, I'm okay. It was just hard to get off the phone. I I I was like, you know. I got to go. This is, uh, I have a hard stop and this is, you know, anyway, she was fine. She's like, yeah. So, okay, good. I don't, good. I don't feel too bad. Um, so I've actually had kind of a hard week. Um, 
since our session. I had the day after our session, I had, I've had some sort of confined episodes of sadness or depressive feelings. Mm. Um, and it's been really hard. And um, I listened to the ending of our session again, and I've had some re-envisioning of the, um, my own birth and, and one where I, you know, I was the midwife and um, where I received the, the newborn directly on my own skin and then handed, handed the baby off to my mother when she was sort of more awake. And then other times where I've just put her on um, my mother's skin, even though she wasn't um, fully alert. Um, so I've been imagining that, but I've had, um, yeah, it's been weird. It's sort of been these, um, I had, I guess it was maybe, I don't know exactly what the days, but it's like partial days of, of real blueness. Mm, Um, and, and then. Um, and it, it's hard to know exactly if it's coming from that or I'm also just really struggling with um, feeling conflicted about having another child and, well, how to do it because my body is telling me it's really fertile. Like I'm having all these um, ovulation signs, which I've always had, and um, they're really strong and you know, there's a part of me that really wants to have another pregnancy, but is really scared to do it because of the risks, the health risks, you know, the hyperemesis and the preeclampsia. Um, and so I'm, I'm pursuing it at the same time as I'm pursuing adoption, you know, sort of moving forward in both arenas at the same time, but there's a real conflict in me and it's, it's really sad. And part of me wonders that like I had another, the day before yesterday, I think I had another, I don't know, it was like three hours of feeling really, really blue. And I think it was because I ovulated and there was, there's no man mm. here to inseminate me. You know, it's like my life is not at all. It's like, yeah, it's just really painful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm this vi- sexually vital female and there's this big gaping hole in my life and I don't really know what to do about it. It's not like I can go to the store or go to the adoption agency, you know? Yeah. 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 So there's, there's a, it's almost like, um, like a very primal, like okay, my body is ticking. I'm I'm wanting. I'm needing the connection. I want the uh, like. There's probably in a, in a variety of levels, right? So it's yeah, a very yeah. very primal. Is like okay, I'm ovulating. This is the time I should be inseminated, and I need to make a baby. Uh, so that's very very much like first chakra. It's like okay, you know, like. But then there's also the emotional like void of like the connection and the wanting to just have intimacy and feel supported and loved and so at, at different levels it feels like there's this this void this emptiness yes totally an absence and yeah just wanting companionship and an adult yeah adult companionship um yeah. like up until now i've been feeling being with Sersha has filled me mostly. And I wouldn't say up until now. Like there have been moments all the way through where I've wanted it, you know, for sure. But it's yeah. like now increasingly as she goes on and I'm like there's more and more space for – anyway, it, it, there's always been a desire um, ever since she was born and before. But it's just – and it's not happening and I don't know – like I've been doing all my work with Stefan. I did all that. I've done all my work with you. I've done, you know, I'm doing all this work. And yeah. I don't know what relationship it's having with my life and my outcome. Right. Yeah. So, so, again, it's like it's so one of the things that we, we discussed, not this past week, but I believe it was a prior 
when we talked about the trusting, right? And how at times it's like, yeah, it's there and it's happening and it's, I, there's nothing that I have to do. It's just, it's going to happen. And then you hit these moments where it's just like, well, screw it. This is just not going to happen. Or it's just, it's taking too long. Or what is it that I'm doing wrong? So it's like, it's yeah. the questioning and the, right? Like it, it feels like something is just not right, that this is just not right. Yeah, it just feels like I, I, um, it just feels bad. <laughs> yeah, it just comes down to that. It just feels really shitty. And it, you know, I, it's not like I'm questioning, you know, should I be doing the work? I, I feel like I'm on the right path. This work is the right work for me to be. This is my work, right? This is my life's work. Yeah. Um, no, I, I totally understand it. Yeah, and and if you know, I'm like that. It makes a lot of sense because at at some point you were like, "What the heck is going on?" There's one area that, <laughs> and I wanna, I wanna, I know that you're tapping. I do wanna honor the, the feeling like shit. This is feeling bad and feeling that this is just wrong and it's not okay and feeling the emptiness. That it's just there. It's just present. And there's it's, one piece yeah. that... Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there's one piece that, you, that has come up periodically. It's almost like a tiny little... Um, you have mentioned it in regard to John. You mentioned it with you know other situations. We never actually really delve into it. And I don't know if you actually address these much with, with Stephanie either that you feel like and I have I have sensed that sometimes in your energy that there is there's um your self sufficiency can can go into the place of like there's a judgment side and a critical side. Remember that we we talked about that that at times you're like what so what is is these am I expecting and not necessarily that you're expecting too much, but at one point it was like, um, is it ever going to work? But I don't think it's, it, that's the one piece that is coming up for me. That is like, I don't know what something? you're saying. Can, can you say it more directly? Yes. That I sense that there's a part of you that tends to get disappointed easily and that you may, like your filters may be really tight. Where it's like, is it possible? And I'm just wondering. I don't know, honestly. I don't. Is it possible that you you're, that at times you see you see people or potential partners in a way that is like it's very hard to really accept some someone that may not be exactly what we, what you want or need. I'm sure that like my standards are too high. It's not so much that your standards are too high, Deb. Is that you? get disappointed very easily. Hmm. And I don't know if this is actually... Um, so let, let me tell you one thing that comes up. Stefan has this, and it's a profile issue. It's a, it's a knowledgeable achiever issue. Um, you do tend... You know, that it comes... The shadow of the knowledgeable achiever is that it's very... has high, very high standards yeah. uh, for others and even higher for self. So yeah. it's, it's not that it's just everybody, you know, but there's these, <coughs> sorry, hold on a second, let me just take a sip. And I don't know if these, you know, these have to feel right to you, and I don't know if this can be an issue that is coming up. It's just come, it's something that I feel like we haven't addressed much, if you yeah. were to come up, you know, that, so for example, I can tell when Stefan is triggered and he's talking with someone that is not as smart or not getting what he's trying to say, mm. and he gets impatient and he gets kind of critical and he gets there's a judgment. There's like there's a if he were to if he had no filter, he would say something like, "You're such an idiot! I can't believe that I'm trying to explain <laughs> this to you." Yeah. You know, do you do you, do you hear that? It's like, of course we you know we've been socialized that we don't say that to people, but. I that's when I take over and I become, you know, because he has done that with, you know, people that come and work or things like that. <coughs> Sorry, I have this cough that is not going away. 
Um, and at times, for some reason, it doesn't bother me, but there's times where it does trigger me and trigger other people, and it can be a turnoff. Mm-hmm. Because is the sense of like, then interestingly, um, Warren has it in a big way. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, that high standard for self first and for others as well. And it's like, well, you know, nobody's going to just be able to meet me here or I'm going to have this like judgment of, you know, of others. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing with Warren came to a screeching halt when I gave him my um, list, right? And he yeah. was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, you and was. fuck that and fuck you, you know, like forget <laughs> it. Right, right. Yeah. Because that, he like, came that, across, yeah, it's like I already have high standards and I already have, there's no way that I'm going to actually be, yeah, absolutely, I get it. Like, well, I think he was yeah. just like, that's not the person for me who thinks, who does this. Like, I'm not going to be judged. You know, you, there's something wrong with you for having this stupid list and judging me. So forget it. It's over. I think that's what yeah. happened. That's exactly it. But do you hear that? Do you hear that behind, behind that, what, is, what lays behind that is actually a fear of being judged? Yeah. I'm not going to need your standard. Well, I, um, yeah, but so with regard to me, um, I think I do have it to some degree because, like, for instance, Rosa wants to set me up with a cop. (laughs) And I'm like, I just cannot get myself to go out with a cop. Ah, there it is. That's it. That's it. And it's not, this is a key. This is a key. It's not about making you go out with a cop, okay? That's, that's not the issue. The issue is, why not? Let's explore. Because I don't like the whole profession, and I want to feel comfortable with the guy's profession. Like, it's a, you know, it's a... And I generally, like, my uncle is a cop, and I just don't think those guys are bright enough in the same way that I am. Right. You know, they've got a different kind of intelligence. I could never do what they do. Right. But um, I I don't know. Let's for for a second. You're breaking up a little. You know what? No, not interested. And that's fine. Uh, but it just Lauda, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh-uh. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Better, and the last isn't couple it? Of sentences. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. So it's it's totally fine if we were to say, you know what, we're going to drop it. But let's explore just for just two minutes and see what yeah. what would happen. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. say that these cops, he just. For whatever reason, that part of his story, we don't have to go into it, he decided that he needed to be a cop. But in reality, he has a very beautiful intelligence that may be different than yours, but he's also very smart in his own way. Mm. And he has a heart of gold. He is like, he loves children. He adores who you are, admires that you're so brilliant in a way that is different than his. And it's just an incredibly adoring, loving husband and, par- you know, partner, companion, you know. But he may not, it's true, he may not have the exact same or the, he may not share your type of intelligence. He's made of something different. Mm-hmm. What would happen? Uh, I would be conflicted. Okay. And it doesn't have to do because who came up was your uncle. So that that's very important. That is someone that you're connecting it with someone that you probably don't admire, don't you know, don't have much connection, and you're like, forget it. I I, I don't want to deal with someone like that. Or right. Well, it's interesting because when I called the cops in Kittery that time, I was afraid a super cute cop came by. 
this really hot cop, and I was like, huh, huh, you know, <laughs> right? Maybe I should consider things differently. But this guy is—he's older and he's kind of chubby, and he's not that, you know, he's not that. <laughs> that but um, there is. Um, You know, Laura, I've always been with men who are, and I, you know, I was with Terry, who um, wasn't a cop, but he, he barely graduated high school, and he mm-hmm. was a um, bricklayer. Mm-hmm. And I've I've done this before, like I've been with guys who are like that, and he is super bright in his own way, but it was hard to bridge the gap between the way, like his world and the way he saw things, and my world. Mm-hmm. It was um, he couldn't relate. We couldn't discuss things, you know, that are going on in my world, and um, I didn't have a thought partner in that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I'm trying to think, is that the only time I've experienced? And then I've gone with other guys who are just college graduates and who aren't, you know. And they are, I've been, okay, I'm thinking of another guy who was a college graduate, but not super bright and very gorgeous. He looks like Keanu Reeves and treated me like a queen. Um, Tall, cute, adoring. I mean, it was like, (laughs) but I wasn't sexually attracted to him because he wasn't bright Mm -hmm. enough. Like, Peter was such a brilliant genius you know and that that is really attractive to me right and you know being with joe it's like the the super bright ones have always been a little bit abusive (laughs) um not always maybe one one hasn't like um jim the uh and Seamus was a college graduate um not as not as academically bright as i am and it worked really really well but he, I don't know, it could be like a social class thing, you know, like blue collar right. versus white collar. And mm-hmm. and then remember I dated that EMT guy in Maine. I went out with yes. that EMT guy. I gave it a shot, but he just, he just didn't have the gravity. I just didn't, there was just no way, like no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah, and there's people that you're like, yeah, I, I, and I totally, you know, it's, this, this, but it's, it's a discerning between someone that is just not your equal and then it would not be a good companion because it's not your equal, which is totally fine, versus a judgment. That Those are two different things. So one is actually having, you know, high standards, expectations, this is what works for you. That is clarity, and that's very powerful and important. Now, the part that is not, you know, that could interfere is having an energy of, like, no, you're going to be, you're less than me, mm-hmm. which is the shadow of it. The shadow is, like, it's not, like, well, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're not compatible. I, I, want, I want someone that would, would share my life. And my life is made of all these different things, and I want to be able to talk about all these things. And, you know, and, and that, won't, that won't work versus you're definitely not my equal. Like, you know, like you're, you're just less than me. I'm not, I'm not. The, you know, that's the, that's the piece that can be a total turnoff in terms of attracting your partner who may not have the same level of intelligence as you and yet could be a good partner. And I'm not pushing for this cup. It's totally fine. But do you know what I mean, the, the, the sermon that I'm making here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I am judgmental because on some level, I sort of feel superior to most men. Yeah. I mean, I look at men and I think most men are actually just total disasters. Yeah. And it could come from, like, my father, you know, and being like, oh, my God. But I look around the world, and, and I see there's so many men who are just not evolved. They're broken. And also, I've been on, I mean, have you ever been on Match.com? No. Actually, maybe years and years ago, but is it a disaster? 
Well, it's like um, so many guys with high school educations, they, and they give pictures of themselves on their motorcycles with their tattoos or holding mm. up a fish <laughs> or like, you know, um, showing themselves with sunglasses at a sporting event, like at a, you know, ba- professional base. And you're like, really? <laughs> and so there's yeah. definitely judgment in that. It's like, I am, th- those are not my people. Yeah. And, you know, and then they're emotionally unintelligent and they, you know, they write notes and there's all kinds of grammar problems. So, yeah, I, I'm judging that like that, like, no, yeah. that's not, that's not for me. Yeah. That's and, true. you know, I'm better than that in some ways and they're better than me. Like they're certainly more normal. They're certainly more connected to popular culture in this country than I am. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I, um, so I have a lens of most men are just inadequate. Okay. Yeah. So this one, I think we have to like start like the, the, okay, let, let's do this. Let's just, just stop to the point with me. Most men are just inadequate. Most men are just inadequate. Emotionally unintelligent. Emotionally and intelligence. Not very evolved. Not very evolved. Broken. And broken. Superficial. Superficial. Into motorcycle, tattoos, and fish. (laughs) (laughs) Into motorcycle, (laughs) tattoos, and fish. And sports, which is just like being a couch potato just looking. Yeah, and all these stupid sports where they're just being a couch potato and just looking. Just watching and doing nothing with their life. Just watching and doing nothing with their life. And they're not they're not sophisticated. They're not sophisticated and and we if we think about all like my father, how totally Mm. inadequate he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's where this comes from. Like he is so inferior to me. Yeah. That's it. He's so, yeah, he's so inferior to me. He is so inferior to me. And it's just just such a disappointment. And, you know, he, he just is, he's just inferior. I mean, he's brilliant and he's good looking and he's, he's got charisma, but it just all never came together to be any, you know, anything really effective in the world and as in it in the world and in relationships yeah like he's a disaster in the world as a man he's a disaster as a man he's a disaster as a father he's a disaster as a as a partner yeah there's a, a disappointment of a human being disappointment as a of a human being and I had him as a model. And I had him as a model. So most men in this country are like that. <clears throat> so most men in this country are like that. And it's just so extremely disappointing and frustrating. And it's so extremely disappointing and frustrating. At times I feel just completely like giving up. Let me say it even stronger. At times, I just look around the world and the world around me, and I I think there is no man here that's going to be good enough for me. Mm. Yeah. I don't know where this man is. Like I, you know, really, who can keep up with me? Ah, who can surpass me? You know, who can surpass me? Yeah, and I need someone to admire. Yeah, I need someone to admire and and be my equal or superior in some ways. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've been, I've achieved such a high level. Yeah. 
And I, I cannot settle for less. I cannot settle for less. It just would not work for me at all. It just would not work for me at all. I know that there's women around me that are married and happily married. Yeah, I know that there are women around me who are married and happily married. Women that are not as smart, intelligent, or fit as I am. Women who are not as smart, intelligent, or fit as I am. And it seems so unfair. Well, what also seems unfair, like I, you know, there are women who are as intelligent and successful and as fit as I am, and they are married, like yourself, you know, and you're happily married. Yeah. It's just the the piece that I want to bring up is how, even though we are, you know, those women that at one point you were like, how the heck happens that this woman is married or that woman is married, they're not. You know, they're not taking care of themselves or they're not doing these or that or the other thing. But you would not be happy with their husband. I would not be happy with their husband. That, that's the piece that is important. That's what I was getting to. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. Okay. I not, yeah. yeah, I would not be happy with their husband. Yeah. You know, the, the whole thing here is not just to have a companion for the heck of it. Right. It's the right part. It's to meet the right person. Right, right, because it's it's better to be alone than to be with someone that you're going to be unhappy with. That's right. I know it has to be someone that adds to your life. It doesn't subtract. It doesn't take away. Right. So that's 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 huge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I I feel so disappointed and discouraged. Yeah, I feel really, really discouraged and frustrated and hopeless about it yeah yeah because when i look around there's just nothing no worth men to look at it's true it's like there's so few men in this world i find attractive or appealing and when i do meet them they're married which is so extremely frustrating which is so extremely frustrating which is I wish I could give up. I wish I could give up. And just forget about the whole issue. No, I wish I could solve the issue because I can't give up. You know, it's like I can't. There was a time after Peter that I was actually not attracted to men at all and not interested. It was sort of like being cured of a disease. It felt really good. (laughs) But I'm not like that right now. Like I would love to, you know, I look at some men and I think they're attractive and I would really like to have someone. Deep breath. The truth is I only need one. The truth is I only need one. I don't need to see them all over. I don't need to see them all over the place. I don't need five or seven. I don't need five or seven. I just need one, the one. I just need one who is the one. (laughs) That would be my right partner. It would be my right partner. Perfectly imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. And right for me. And right for me. And there's a part of me that is really pissed at him. I can't even get there because I don't even think that there is a him. Oh, so right now it's not you can you're like totally out of touch. It's like not not can you it doesn't you exist. cannot There isn't someone for me. I don't feel him mm. at all. I don't sense him anywhere. It just feels like a big void. So there isn't any yeah, there's no one for me. There's no one for me. Maybe this lifetime I'm just going to end up alone. Yeah, right. Maybe this lifetime I'm just going to end up alone. And the worst part is that I truly cannot give up. The worst part is I truly cannot give up. This is something that I really would. 
this is something that I really want, which makes it all the more frustrating, which makes it all the more painful. Yeah. And it feels, just really brings me down. It just really brings me down. It's really depressing. Yeah. And what am I doing to my daughter for this? Like, you know, I'm damaging my daughter. Hmm. And I just can't, I can't can't overcome it. I cannot overcome this. Yeah. How are you, how are you damaging Sierra with these? Well, she, she is seeing, she's receiving my energy around this, which is, you know, broken. Mm. And she's not seeing a model of a healthy, loving relationship and a healthy, loving family. Well, mm. she's seeing a healthy, loving family. She's not seeing a healthy, loving, loving partnership with a man. Yeah. Yeah. She's not forming a deep bond with a man. Yeah. And I'm limiting her tribe. She has a tiny tribe. Because I can't fucking get over my problems and attract a partner. Yeah. And no matter what I do, I don't, there's nothing, like, it's not changing. But it's, this is the tricky part. Like, it's, this is the problem with EFT because it's only focusing. When I was in this place with fertility, it was mm-hmm. years and years and years of failures. And I had to sort of get out of the failure mindset mm-hmm. and begin replacing it with um, I did these visualizations several, or these, yeah, visualizations several times a day with the recording saying, I am pregnant. I am pregnant. And it mm-hmm. took me out of the, the lack. And it's like, this is one of the problems with psychotherapy and psychology. It's only focusing on the negative. And I need to replace the negative with something positive, which is the felt sensation of the, of the success. And, and it, let's it actually hurts. do it because we can do that, Deb. You know, we are, what we're on, this is the thing. See, my view is not that we have to focus on the problem all the time. That's why I, you know, this, is, this was really intense. We had to hit it right forth. But Let's actually start creating the space. What my philosophy is the following. I don't like focusing on the negative. I like getting rid of all the shit that is in the way so you can actually have the space to put something good in it. My, the way of seeing, I see it. Because when I have a pile of shit in front of me, it's very hard to put, you know, like beautiful pearls or imagine anything nice when I'm feeling like crap. And, you know, and you've been feeling helpless and hopeless and disappointed, frustrated. So all of that needs to go. Is that coming down? Is that coming down? Right. Is that feeling less intense? No, it's feeling more intense. Okay. So let's actually see. This is the part that I would like to ask. So this this part that is, is so intense. It's like, is it, is it painful or is it anger? What is, what is coming up? It's pain. Okay. Emotional pain, right? Yeah. And, and it's also, it's like I'm, like, really, how many more, like, we're down to my birth now, you know? Like, how much more crap do I have to go through? And before the person comes in and it's sort of like I can be working on that stuff with the person mm-hmm. but yeah it's 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 like it's I just feel like in such a place of lack and deprivation but that's what I'm attracting more of that's where I'm living yes. right now right and you know I want to And just thinking about how it worked for me. With, it, with having, yeah, with getting pregnant. Yeah. So let's actually see. Okay. So as, as you, let's just do one last round. Okay. I honor my powerlessness. I honor my powerlessness. The pain that it causes me. 
the pain that it causes me. The deep sadness and hopelessness. The deep sadness and hopelessness. Of not knowing what the fuck to do. Of not knowing what the fuck to do. And I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of it. So I'm going to try something else. So I'm going to try something else. I'm going to allow myself to visit a different place within me. I'm going to allow myself to visit a different place within me. So take a deep breath. And you can stop tapping if you want. And I want you to see the part of you that is that divine mother energy. Mm. The divine mother is the one that was born the minute that Sirsha came into this world or when you connected. There was a very, very magical spiritual moment. You know it better than anybody. She came into your life, a divine mother that is all love. It's all unconditional love. Yeah. And, and not only for Sirsha. I want you to expand it so you can have Sirsha, you have yourself. Because you, in a way, with Sirsha was born and you had a rebirth of your yeah. yourself, your spirituality. And I want you to literally invite that full force into your being. And I want you to see her. This is the Divine Mother that is the energy of fertility, of love, that just rules over the world. She actually is everywhere. Mm. That energy that you tapped into and is within you now, as a mother, I want you to start embracing her even more and more and start seeing the world a tiny bit through her eyes. So the easy part that you already have is seeing Sirsha in everything she does, the tiny little precious movements and words and little gestures that you're just in awe. It's such a constant chain of beautiful miracle after miracle. And that's mm-hmm. like your heart is expanding and expanding. I want you to broaden it a little bit into moments where you have done something. Moments where you're like, oh my God, that was just brilliant of me. And you get that little expansion of love towards yourself. The way that you take care of your body, the way that you appreciate different things that happen in your life, all of that is part of the energy. And I want you to expand it even a little more. And through the same energy, start seeing Maria Rosa and appreciating her special way of helping you, of bringing even more love into Sirsha's life. And through these eyes, I want you to start to see the world. And notice anybody that comes, let's say somebody neutral, somebody that you just, you know, was a cashier at the grocery store at Whole Foods, or, you know, you just saw her. Maybe she had a smile. Maybe she was having a hard day. It doesn't matter. Someone neutral in your life. I want you to just notice how that person, whoever she or he is, is also on their journey. Also trying to be happy. Also deserving of appreciation and love. And you can just give a tiny gesture, a little smile. Now, I want you to notice that this is not just your energy, your energy does. This is just literally divine mother that is like this mother earth, this energy of unconditional love that is pouring into your, into your body, through your crown chakra, and really embodying you. It's the energy that fertilizes your eggs. It's the energy that the energy of spring when everything is reborn. And to do her eyes, just notice that no matter 
who people are or how much you may like them or not like them, the truth is everybody's lovable. Everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves happiness. And it's a place of openness. Can you feel that? Yeah, and I, I, um, what's coming up for me is like I get that conceptually and I get the, you know, every person is on their journey and every person is a part of God and I can't judge them because they're, we're all doing the same thing here, which is we're actually all here doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. Um, and I actually experience that in every day. And, um, but when it comes to men in love, there's something that's different that doesn't have that attitude. It's like, it's sort of that, that now I'm getting in touch with an anger. Like I'm angry. Mm. That, That's you know, it. I'm angry. This is exactly that. it. This is, this is huge, Dev, because this is, as you know, <clears throat> you can visualize, but the visualizing of being in a loving, open place brings this up. So this is what needs to be, this okay, so if you're in a place of anger towards men, that is actually going to be an energy that is going to be pushing them away instead of inviting them, even the right one. Yeah, so, I think that's true. I, I think I have sort of leftover from my dad and maybe even all of the disappointing relationships with men my whole life. Mm-hmm. A general, I projected that onto everyone. And yeah. Um, I think I don't think very highly of most men. Yeah, that's it. That's and I'm it. angry. I'm angry at my shitty experiences with men. Yeah. And sooner or later, they're going to disappoint me. Yeah. They're just. They're just going to be. And it's just a disaster, right? It's just. It's not going to work. Right. It's just going to be one more. It's like. 49 years of disappointing experiences with men. Right. Right. So why, why would things change now? Yeah, exactly. There, it's going to be a complete reversal. It's going to be a completely different experience than I've ever had. Yeah. And I, I, I want to be ready for it. And I want to be ready for it. So I need to create a little space where the anger is not present. I think I need to heal the anger. Okay. That's what I need to let go. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I want you to express it. I want you to really just, what is the best way to just let them know, you know what, all of you just sucked and I don't want anything to do with any of you. Yeah, that's it. Right? You just completely sucked and I don't want anything to do with you at all. And I want you to see them, even by name, faces, you know, scenes, whatever. You know, I did an internet search at one point of <laughs> what, is the per- what is the spiritual purpose of men? Wow. <laughs> and how did you come up with? Um, I can't remember. It was something about um, women nurture and create men and men build. That women are, you know, creators and nurturers of ideas, and men build. So they're builders. That makes sense, right? Yeah, and it just feels very unevolved to me. It just feels very. Um, but the the quest the point is. Um, The point is, is that I'm sort of like, what is the, you know, what is, I see how I walk down the street and all these men, most of them just look and feel unevolved. They don't take care of themselves psychologically or emotionally. They're not, um, 
inspiring. Yeah. And I'm not attracted to them. And I'm sort of like, what's the point? What's the purpose? So do you see that the, the, there's underneath that there's a very deep sense of conflict within yourself because you yeah. really want a partner and at the same time is like, ugh, I just am so, like the frustration, the, so it's the, it's the sadness and the anger that you want that partner and that partner has to be a man and men are just useless and, you know, it's like you're, yeah, you're trapped. Yeah, you're trapped in a conflict that is like there's, it's, and you're going to be disappointed by them. You've been yeah. disappointed before. So I've why, only been, why, yeah, they, yes, that's right. Yep. So it's like, it, so the, the anger is like, I just, I wish I could be a lesbian. <laughs> that's exactly that you, it. There are times I'm like, it's really a shame I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm, there's no way, but it's, um, it's like, I, I, love men and I it's really hard for me to respect them some of them most most of them yeah yeah I just I hate that I really need a man or I really yeah I really want a man in my life I yeah I hate that I really need and want a man in my life I wish that I could. I didn't have these desires. I wish I didn't have this desire, because it's just annoying and it's so painful. It's so painful. It's annoying and so painful. And yet, I know in my heart. And yet, I know. No, in but my no, heart. but it's, it's the anger is not there. Sorry, I was going to jump. See, that's the thing. If we jump into the positive too soon, it's not going to work. So it's very important. It's like, I, I'm just, I'm furious at this. I'm furious at this, and I'm furious at men. I'm furious at men. I'm furious at men. They only brought pain and disappointment in my life. They've only brought pain and disappointment in my life. No wonder I had to just create my family on my own. No wonder I just had to create my family on my own. Because they're totally useless. They're useless and incompetent. They're unevolved. They're unevolved. And just and not even smart. And not even smart. It's just so extremely painful. It's so extremely painful. And I hate being in this situation. And I hate being in this situation. I hate having this desire. I hate having this desire. Wow, just hit me. That was really good. I hate having this desire. I hate having this desire. I hate having this need. I hate having this need. I'm trying the best that I can to manage it. I'm trying the best I can to manage it. But I just really hate it. But I just really hate it. I want, this is what happened. It just hit me like a wall of bricks. Desires and needs are second chakra based. And if you actually hate the need and desire that you have, it really shuts down your second chakra. Your second chakra is where you just, that's where your charisma, that's where your attractiveness, your femininity, that's where it comes from. It's like, I, I, you know, the, the wishing that you didn't, the conflict is there. The conflict, the anger, the need, the desire, it's all second chakra. Hmm. It's all there. Let me look over here for a second. Let's connect with the I the I want. I want you to tell me as if you were a little girl or a teenager or I want. I want like like this. I want a man that's gonna be my equal. 
I want a man that's going to be my equal and my superior in some ways. I want a man to admire. I want a man to admire. I want a man that I feel attracted to. I want a man I feel attracted to. I want a man that has sex appeal. I want to have a man that has sex appeal. I want a man that is going to be awesome with Sirsha. I want a man that is going to be awesome with Sirsha. A man that is a family man. A man that is a family man. I want someone to take care of me and protect me. I want someone to take care of me and protect me. Someone that is going to love me and adore me. Someone that is going to love me and adore me. I want a man that is strong. I want a man that is strong, present, present, and just solid in his being. And just solid in his being and sophisticated in some ways. Yeah. I want a sophisticated man. And I want, I want a man that is my equal and companion. I want a man that is my equal and my companion. I just want this one man. I just want this one man that is going to add to my life and to Sirisha's life. Who is going to add to my life and Sirisha's life. I truly want this. I truly want this. And I know that I deserve it. And I know that I deserve it. I know that Searsha deserves it. I know that Searsha deserves it. And I actually stand by this. And I actually stand by this. This feels right. This feels right. And I am willing to have a tiny bit of hope. And I'm willing to have a tiny bit of hope. That it's not up to me. It's not up to me to make it happen. Make it happen. For reasons I do not understand. For reasons that I do not understand. He's not here yet. He's not here yet. But it has nothing to do with my lack of deserving. But it has nothing to do with my lack of deserving. Or my desire to really have this relationship in my life. Or my desire to have this relationship in my life. I choose to open my energy to welcome this man, even if it's 5% more. 5% more? Yeah, like open your energy, even if it's a tiny oh, bit, right? It's like I, open that, open your energy, even if it's a tiny I choose bit to open my energy even 5% more to welcome this man. Take a breath and just notice what's going on. I'm just impatient and irritated. And, um, Frustrated and hopeless. And I can so say these things and I'm and I open. Sometimes I do and I have a lot of optimism and Yeah. And then I and then and then it's like there's no, you know, there's nothing, no signals from the universe, like no little inklings, nothing. This is like this big dead space. And so it's hard for me to have then I, I go back into hopeless. You know, yeah. Which, which I have to say, Deb, it's not entirely true because even though it's not the right per, the right man, there are people that are saying, "Hey, you, you know, this, I know someone." So I know it may not, it's not the right person, but it's not a desert. That's not true. Completely. You're right. That's true. You're right about because, that. Because sometimes we're going to the space of like, there's nothing. There's nothing, and I'm like, mm, no. There are some little signals. That's true. There's tiny little signal. Yeah. And you're also very, very clear. So I want to ask to that impatient, irritated, frustrated, and hopeless part, what does she need Mm. to soften up a little bit? Oh, I 
have a client calling me right now, but um, it's hard to. Uh, so you can just keep that question and you can text yeah. me later. Okay. What's okay. she need? Just ask her. Get in touch with that part because it's very present. There's not much work you have to do there. And say, what do I need? What do you need? Yeah. Just soften up a little bit. What would it be? Okay. Maybe I have one quick idea. I know you got to go. One quick idea might be just like, what if you actually were to start looking, and this would be a really good exercise, Deb, start looking for men that you could potentially be with, this, regardless if they're in a, in a relationship, they're an actor, uh-huh. they're whatever, okay? Yeah. Start looking for men that are, hmm, that man that would be like, I don't know, Richard Gere comes to mind. Okay, hmm, that, that he could be interesting to know, to get to know. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Big Thank you. We'll be in touch. Let me know. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.